Welcome to Unconscious. This is episode 20, five ways to improve your health in 10 minutes a day or less. Welcome to Unconscious. I'm your host, Liz Cook, functional nutritionist and founder of One Seed Organic Perfumes. Almost all of us want to improve our health or the way we feel. We all want to feel great, but most of us just don't have time or energy for serious change. What if I told you there are ways you can improve your health with very little time or effort? In this episode, we explore five simple things you can do starting today, which give you serious bang for buck. In just 10 minutes a day or less, with no extra money and very little effort, there are serious benefits you can reap for how you feel, and you'll start to notice a difference literally today. So let's jump in. I don't think I'm wrong in suggesting that almost everybody wants to improve their health or the way they feel. We all want to feel great, but the problem is that some of the ways in which we can achieve better health take a lot of effort, effort most of us just don't have time or energy for, And some are just plain obvious, like get more sleep, for example, but may not be practically achievable for you for any number of reasons. What if I told you that there are ways you can improve your health with very little effort or time or money? You'd probably think I'm selling something and hey, what's the catch, right? But I find myself in much the same position. I do go to the gym five days a week and I make very conscious food choices. So the effort is certainly there, but I know that there's still ways I need to support my body that I don't have the time or energy for, like yoga, for example, or forest bathing. I mean, I really want to and I know it would be great for me, but I just can't right now. This episode is for people like you and me. Five ways that we can genuinely improve our health and well-being in 10 minutes a day or less. You don't have to do all five, but you can if you want. Just start with one and see what a difference it can make. Number one is mindful breathing. You may hear this also referred to as soft belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. There's lots of different ways to explain mindful breathing. Talk about mindful breathing in its many forms is everywhere these days, and for good reason. Mindful breathing and mindfulness-based interventions are now the subject of much scientific research that aims to understand its effects on the body and mind and why it works. The journal Nature reports that evidence indicates that engaging with mindfulness meditation is associated with an increased performance on a range of cognitive tasks, including attentional function, working memory, multitasking, strategizing, learning, problem solving, and self-reflection. Frontiers in Psychology in 2017 reported that psychological studies have revealed breathing practice to be an effective non-pharmacological intervention for emotional enhancement, including a reduction in anxiety, depression and stress. A one-day breathing exercise was found to relieve the emotional exhaustion and depersonalization induced by job burnout. A 30-session intervention of just five minutes a day can significantly decrease the anxiety of pregnant women experiencing preterm labor. In addition, similar effects on anxiety have been observed in a three-day intervention study where breathing practices were performed three times a day. 
Further evidence from randomized controlled trials suggests that a seven-day intensive residential yoga program that included breathing exercises reduced anxiety and depression in patients with chronic low back pain. Currently, breathing practice is widely applied in clinical treatments for mental conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder, motion disorders, phobias, and other stress-related emotional disorders. Evidence has also demonstrated that mindful breathing reduces symptoms of ADHD in children, improves sleep quality, reduces blood pressure, and improves vagal nerve tone, which reduces the body's response to stress, reduces blood pressure, increases heart rate variability, and even aids digestion. It makes me wonder if we should be training doctors in the basics of mindful breathing exercises so that they can prescribe these instead of pharmaceuticals in some patients presenting with these issues. Seriously, there is so much evidence for the benefits of mindful breathing. It seems to me to be a no-brainer. Personally, I have started proactive soft belly breathing just a few minutes a day, and I certainly find that it helps keep my mind calmer and clearer and helps me to drift off to sleep more easily. If you're not sure where to start, you can simply search online or YouTube for mindful breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, or speak to a friend who does it. Dramatic improvements can be made in just three to five minutes a day. Number two is sunshine. We covered this topic in some depth in episode eight, so you can always go back and have a little listen to that one, but it's worthwhile touching on again. 30 to 40 years of SunSmart messaging and strict guidelines around sun exposure have had an impact on our health and well-being. Is sun phobia making us less healthy? While the sun can be damaging to our skin and cause skin cancers such as melanoma, we've become so fearful of the sun that we've all but ignored the positive and extraordinary benefits regular sun exposure can have on our health. In fact, regular sun exposure is actually necessary for good health. Some of the key benefits of sunlight on human health include the production of vitamin D, which is essential for bone health, immunity, brain health, and more, that it regulates mood and sleep and is a major influencer on the production of serotonin, and it helps the body release endorphins that make you feel good, something like a runner's high. It also helps release nitric oxide in your body, reducing blood pressure, improving circulation, improving brain health, and helping to heal wounds, and it's also anti-inflammatory. Sunlight can also help treat some skin conditions such as acne, eczema, and psoriasis. It's necessary for the health of your mitochondria, your body's cellular powerhouses. It repairs DNA. It's also an influencer on melanocyte-stimulating hormone, the hormone that reduces appetite and increases libido. It improves endocrine function or hormone function. It kills pathogens like viruses, bacteria, and fungi. And as you probably already know, just 30 to 60 minutes in direct sunlight is enough to kill most pathogens on bedding, school bags, shoes, and so on. And Sunlight also improves indoor air quality, even through glass, significantly reducing the population of bacteria in household dust and reducing the risk of respiratory illnesses such as asthma. Number three is HIT or high intensity interval training. When you hear people talking about HIT, they're referring to workouts that alternate hard charging intervals during which a person's heart rate reaches at least 80% of its maximum capacity, usually for just one to five minutes, with periods of rest or less intense exercise in between. HIT didn't really start to go mainstream until about 10 years ago, when exercise physiologists started to come out with study after study 
demonstrating that interval training could deliver the biggest health improvement for your exercise time. You may remember in 2013, the seven-minute workout appeared on the scene, and I, for one, certainly downloaded that one. And by 2016, the one-minute workout, although that one seems a little too good to be true to me. The seven-minute workout, originally published in the American College of Sports Medicine's Health and Fitness Journal, is a great workout for anyone, especially time-strapped, and it's been found to have overwhelming health benefits, including weight loss and increased endurance. There is very good evidence that high-intensity interval training provides many of the fitness benefits of prolonged endurance training, but in much less time. Number four is mindful eating. Mindful eating has been called eating with intention while paying attention. In essence, mindful eating means being fully attentive to your food as you buy, prepare, serve and consume it. When you're cooking, serving and eating your food, be attentive to colour, texture, aroma and even the different sounds foods make as you prepare them. And as you chew your food, try identifying all the ingredients and flavours, especially seasonings. The general principles for mindful eating include creating a calm place, take a break from gadgets and turn off the TV, sit at a clear table in a peaceful environment and focus on the food and the experience. Use cutlery and tableware you enjoy using. You may even like to have some calming music playing. Personally, I love eating outside with the sounds of the day. Eat slowly. When we're super hungry, we sometimes start wolfing our food down mindlessly. Take a deep breath, bring yourself back to the present, and draw your attention to your food. Eating slowly also helps your body feel satisfied more easily. And lastly, feel your food. With our super busy schedules, we don't pay attention to our appetite, and we eat unconsciously. To eat mindfully, we need to use all of our senses. Serve yourself a portion of food, smell it and taste it and take a bite. Chew slowly and enjoy all the flavors to the full. The benefits of mindful eating are that your body and mind are trained to eat only when you're actually hungry. You'll feel satisfied more easily and be less prone to overeat and will make choices more aligned to what your body actually needs. You can lose weight if necessary. It also teaches us how to be present and feel calmer and more relaxed and able to function better in day-to-day life and encourages a non-judgmental attitude towards food choices. And lastly, mindful eating also helps to promote a healthy relationship with food, helping to prevent eating disorders like binge eating, emotional eating, anorexia, and bulimia. And lastly, smile more. Yeah, I'm actually serious. You might feel like a fool and perhaps disingenuous, but making yourself smile has actually got a profound effect on your mind and body. Remember when you were in a mood as a kid and your mum would say, give me a smile, and when you did, which you didn't want to do, you would instantly and annoyingly feel better. So your mum may have known something about neuroscience. Science has actually shown us that the mere act of smiling can lift your mood, lower stress, boost your immune system, and possibly even prolong your life. Yep, you can even trick your brain into happiness just by smiling. When you smile, your brain releases tiny molecules called neuropeptides. These allow neurons to communicate. Then neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins are released. Endorphins act as mild pain relievers, and serotonin is an antidepressant and helps reduce stress and make your whole body feel better. 
Plus, it helps you sleep better as serotonin breaks down to melatonin later in the day. Smiling can even help lower your blood pressure and heart rate. When you smile, the brain sees the muscle activity and assumes that humor is happening. Even forcing a fake smile can legitimately reduce stress and lower your heart rate. A study performed by a group at the University of Cardiff in Wales found that people who could not frown due to Botox injections were happier on average than those who could frown. In other words, smiling can trick your brain into believing you're happy, which can then spur actual feelings of happiness. But it doesn't end there. The science of psychoneuroimmunology, the study of how the brain is connected to the immune system, shows over and over again that depression weakens your immune system, while happiness, on the other hand, has actually been shown to boost our body's resistance. When you smile, people treat you differently too. Research shows that when you smile, you're seen as attractive, reliable, relaxed, and sincere. Scientists have found that seeing an attractive, smiling face activates your orbitofrontal cortex, the region in your brain processing sensory rewards. So how do you smile more? Watch a funny movie, catch up with your optimistic or zany friends more often, watch your cat get up to crazy cat antics, goo and gar with babies, there's some ideas. Or if you really can't do any of that, fake a smile a few times in the day in the mirror and see what happens. As always, I encourage you to do your own investigation and research on all the topics that we cover and educate yourself well about how your own body works and how nature and the environment works on your body. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate us in iTunes and share us with your friends. For more information about One Seed or to find health and wellness articles in our journal, visit oneseedperfumes.com.